Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina, and in this episode, I am chatting with Nina, who I connected with through Instagram. She is a stepmom to two girls and a mama to two ours baby boys. Hi, Nina. Hi there. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Yeah, this is fun. Um, so I give you a little intro, but how about you tell us a little bit about your blended family life? Sure. So I married my husband just about four years ago. And when I married him, he had two girls um, from different bio moms. So I have two bio moms in the situation, <laughs> which can get interesting as we'll discuss. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then I also had two boys um, 16 months apart. So it's been a trip for us. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Kind of my story. So how... Um... Lots, lots I want to talk about there. So you, the boys are you and your husbands. Correct. correct. Okay. And they're 16 months apart. Yeah. So uh, my older one just turned three and the little mm-hmm. one is, will be two in July. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, but there you go. <laughs> Here you are. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> so, I mean, let's talk first. Let's talk about, um, what is it like with two different bio moms to kind of navigate like what's your schedule like what do you how do how are transitions are the parenting plans different so yes and no um for me i've never known anything different like as a stepmom i've always had more than one bio mom so sometimes it sounds like a dream for people that only have one especially if they're not high conflict um but in my case they're two very different people um, they lead very different households and the expectations are different. So I think that's been a challenge for us, like melding all the households together, um, in the transitions. I will say that as the girls have gotten older, that has gotten easier. Um, what are their ages now? So they're eight and 13 now. Okay. When I came into the picture, they were, um, three and eight. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I've been around for a little while, um, but I have to give my husband a lot of credit because he has made a very um, concerted effort to keep them together in the way that they can have that sister relationship. Mm -hmm. And that is not easy when you're dealing with multiple schedules. Yeah. So the way that the custody works is uh, my husband is a um, police officer. So it goes off of his work schedule. Okay. And we try to line up the girls based on that schedule. Oh, so, so it works for the most part at the same time. Yeah. And then they get to see each other so that when they're here, they're with their sister and their brothers and their dad. Um, and it's 
always been like that even before you came into the picture? Always. Yeah. He's always made an effort to do that. Um, so it's had its challenges for sure, but. Can I ask, was he married to both of the exes? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I can only imagine how, how, well, first, yeah, kudos to him for advocating for that and being able to foster that sibling relationship. Um, yeah. That probably wasn't easy. And then can, like, how, how, what challenges have you faced and what have you overcome with the differencing of households? Like, can you give, a, can you give some examples on like what yeah. that looks like? So I would say I'm, I'm lucky in that I don't consider either one of the bio moms in my situation high conflict by definition. Mm-hmm. What I will say is everyone has their high conflict moments. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and we've sort of been on a roller coaster of like ups and downs. Um, I hate to say that we're in a good period because whenever I say that, that's when the next. Right. <laughs> thing. Drop. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, so I think that's, that's been good that neither one is super high conflict, but also I've really learned to disengage mm. um, with them. And not because anything terrible happened between us, but just because I'm a super emotional person mm-hmm. and I take everything personally. I overthink and overanalyze every word that comes out of people's mouths. So it was getting exhausting for me to get involved mm-hmm. and not necessarily get involved with them, but get involved with the conversations surrounding them or like, you know, looking at the text messages my husband was getting and saying, oh, well, this is what you should say back or, oh, engaging with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's been, I think, a challenge that I have started to overcome. Am I there a hundred percent? No, because I like to stand up for myself. Um, But how do you you make those decisions? Like if something does happen or whatever, what thought process do you go through that kind of signals, do I engage? Do I just disengage? Is it, because for me, it's, it's a case by case basis where it's like, is this worth my time? Is this worth my energy? Is this something that I want to actually, you know, whatever. And then from there, it's like, actually, no, this is really important to me. I need to, you know, be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a time and a place for that. Definitely. Um, I, I think what I've learned the hard way is that there are things that really won't matter in a few months, you know, like some conflicts that really won't make a difference and some that are fundamental, like value-based things that you need to take a stand for. And when I say you, I mean, I need to take a stand for them with my husband because I'm not going to stand up to the bio moms to make that stand, but I can make it clear to him how important something is to me. Sure. And I'm lucky that he's a supportive partner and, you know, will convey that message. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that's been, that's been good. The other thing that I think, which I tell a lot of people is um, boundaries in terms of communication. So I know boundaries is a very overarching term, but for me, I always wanted to answer the nasty text messages, you know, at 1030 at night. Mm-hmm. And then after like the third time that we got to 1:30 in the morning and then my husband and I are fighting about something we didn't even start. Um, that's when I realized it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. And that people that start stuff like that thrive 
on your reaction to it. Yep. So what I've been trying to do is just sort of starve that in the way that- I like that if, term. <laughs> yeah, if a text message or an email or, or a phone call comes in after whatever it might be in your house, for us, it's probably like nine o'clock, um, that doesn't involve the kids directly, is not an emergency, can either wait or can go unanswered. Yeah. And there's a lot of power in that silence because yep. if you don't give them the chance to engage, then sometimes yeah. it just dissipates and you'll be amazed. Like, yeah. Yeah. The first yeah. time you do it, you're nervous. You're like, oh shoot. Like they're going to freak out. They're going to show up at my house. Yeah. Nine times out of 10. It totally. Well, and in some high conflict situations that could Thank happen. You. Yeah. But yeah. They're, and it's, it's, uh, I think a lot of power and it's freeing in, in that silence and that, that no response is a response. Well, and what I, yeah, exactly. And what I like about that is that it's not relying on the other person at all. Mm -hmm. She can continue to do whatever behavior she's doing. The only changes that my husband and I need to make is in our behavior. Yep. And so you have complete control over that. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, yeah. but, um, yeah. yeah, but it has helped us a lot. Mm -hmm. What has your relationship been like with both of the bio moms? Like how have they received your presence in their daughter's lives? Um, one of them has really been no issue. Um, we're not like best friends. And sometimes I actually say like in another world, we probably would be friends. Um, mm -hmm. we weren't in the situation we were in, but, you know, I'm, I'm way more comfortable with one than the other, just based on what's gone down in the past. Um, but both of them, like I've been able to be at functions with them or, um, you know, sometimes we'll have like a birthday party for one of the kids and they'll come to the house, which is a huge step for us. Yeah. Huge yeah. And that doesn't mean that I'm not like ridden with anxiety and like <laughs> checking my bathroom for dog hair before they get there. <laughs> But it's, it means so much to the kids Sure, yeah. Um, that for me, it overcomes that discomfort ultimately. I mean, in the moment I'm like, what, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's sort of where our relationship stands. I don't talk to them on the phone. Um, mm -hmm. I still, to this day, get uncomfortable when the kids are FaceTiming yeah. uh, their moms and I'm in the room. I'm very conscious about what I say, what I do, um, the way I discipline my kids, because mm. like I'm a, I'm a frantic mom. <laughs> not gonna lie. And like, <laughs> when you, if you have toddlers, you understand. Like sometimes yeah. you have days where you just need to like get a little loud or like get a little fed <laughs> up. And so it's mortifying. Like during this quarantine, it's been hard because like there's nowhere to go, right? right. So my younger stepdaughter was actually FaceTiming with like her grandpa on the other side. Uh -huh. And I didn't know this, but she was up in her room and I'm in the middle of like trying to figure out discipline with my three-year-old because he's, sometimes he's a monster. <laughs> and I'm like carrying this screaming, kicking, wailing child up the stairs. <laughs> like we're fighting, we're yelling at each other. I put him in his room. I close the door. She like pokes her head out the door. She's like, Hey. Uh, I'm FaceTiming. <laughs> I was like, like, perfect. Hey, great. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. 
<laughs> now they just think you're beating children and <laughs> oh god i mean you just can't win but like you also have to just not care sometimes what other yeah. people think absolutely yeah so i have to ask in this stepmom community we talk a lot about what it's like to have insecurities about being the second wife and in your case the third wife mm -hmm. how have you or if you even did um overcome any insecurities uh look i still have my insecurities about that and i still get jealous like if i you know at one point we were talking about like where to go on vacation and he made a suggestion and I was like, but like, you've been there already and not with me. Mm -hmm. And I was super uncomfortable about that. Yeah. That's a big one for a lot of people. I'm like that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I don't want him like reminiscing. Like, oh, I've been here before. And yeah, when we yeah. did this and we went to this restaurant and yeah. But I have to say like, we've gotten to a point where I don't know where we were going. We were on a road trip and we were talking about, um, he had gone to the town I had gone to college in, in Vermont with his first ex-wife on like a weekend vacation or whatever. And it was the first time that we had like an honest conversation about his trip with his ex-wife and he didn't downplay it. He didn't tell me he had an awful time. He didn't tell me all the horrible things about her. He like genuinely reminisced. And you'd think that would make me more pissed off, but it actually like brought me comfort that he was being honest about it because oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. He was married to her. So obviously there was a time where things were good mm -hmm. and I don't know, that moment just like brought me weird comfort. Um, yeah. I, I can actually relate to that. Um, so my husband, he's been married before, but he wasn't married to baby mama. Um, <laughs> so he, got married super young, um, in like early twenties, divorced, and then later met, um, the mother of, um, our kiddo. So, mm -hmm. um, so I, it's really weird because I have that like second wife thing too, but not yeah, yeah. because they had a baby together. It's weird. But, um, I found comfort in him talking about times where he was just happy and yeah, like, that. it's like, Oh, like, you know, that was a time before I met you. And like, I love my husband so much and I am, I feel sad for him in a lot of ways based upon how he's been treated in the past and things he's had to go through. And so when I do hear like happy stories and stuff, it's like, man, that wasn't about me because then I think like, Yes. Exactly. You know what I was doing at that time? I was, <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> I, yeah. Like I was doing crazy things in college. Like, you know, like it's like, you know, we all have our past. We all have our history. We all have that, you know, that stuff. It's like, I always try and think like, yeah, notice that emotion. Yeah. I'm feeling a little insecure about that. Is that rational? Is that yeah. like, you know, and then just honor it and be like, all right, you're not serving me anymore. Get the hell out. Like, exactly. It's going to help me in the long run. I had a huge dose of it, like right before, um, I had my first baby Yeah, because I was sort of like, oh, this sucks. Like, this is the first time I'm going through this. And like all of my uncertainties and all of my fears and all of my excitement and joy, he's like been there, done that two times and yeah. with two different women. So like, is he feeling like this is special or not? Mm -hmm. That was really hard for me. Um, but I think what brought you comfort during that time? Communication 
I mean, yeah. seriously, and I am not always the most effective communicator, especially under a good dose of pregnancy hormones, but <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you know, I was honest with him about it. And sometimes it's super uncomfortable to be honest about that stuff. Oh yeah. I hate admitting that I'm insecure. It's I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I feel like I get insecure about being insecure where I don't want to be like, quote, that <laughs> girl where I'm right. like, no, I would rather just deal with it by myself and just right. like not share this with you. So you don't think that I'm that person that's freaked out about this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. It brought me a little bit of joy when I found out I was having a boy. Oh yeah. Cause like that was like, <laughs> my one thing to cling to. Like, yeah. hey, this is new for you. You don't know what it's like to have a son. Yep. Big no. Same, <laughs> same. I have a stepson and then we had a baby girl and I'm like, yes, this yeah. is different. This is different. It's a different experience altogether. We get, you know, different kind of name, like everything is just yeah. And the relationship is different. And yeah. But do you find too, like with parenting stuff that sometimes you feel like they, I don't know what the word is. Like sometimes we feel like a kid is misbehaving in our house, one of our bio kids and I have a way to approach it and he has a way to approach it. I'm like, Oh, well, where did he learn that? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Is that what you did with your ex-wife? Because that's not how I want to do this. Yep. Yeah. And that's hard for me too. But. Yeah. And in my case, my husband never parented with bio mom. Okay. Um, they, it was an oops situation yeah. when they were dating and, um, they, by the time he was born, they broke up. So, um, it, they never, they've never been able to parent together, which I feel like in a way is good. And mm -hmm. that like, I don't have that type of thought that you have of like, did we have to try and work together from something that but then at the same time, I'm like, I wish you guys were able to communicate yes. and have some foundation to how to raise this yeah. kid that you two made together. Like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> and they weren't, they weren't married, right? No, they never got married. Do they have like a parenting agreement? Is it parallel? Is it? Yeah. So we, um, we have a, there's a, there's a legal parenting plan. Okay. Um, okay. And then in the past year and a half, um, we moved to more of a parallel parenting type of situation because it was bringing a lot of stress within our marriage. It was bringing a lot of stress between our, like the whole thing. It was right around the time that I was about to have our daughter. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I'm just, I'm done engaging in this shit. I don't want to do it anymore. So, yeah. um, it's been really, really good since we made that shift. Um, but there's always that piece that's like, I, I certainly would, because as you spoke to the birthday parties and the things that the kids can, you know, that would make them happy and benefit from. And I have my stepson who's always asking me like, well, why, why don't, you know, you, uh, what he asked me the other day, um, he wanted his mom to come in and spend some time with us, uh, during a drop-off situation. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> No, that's I want to be like, she's too. lucky that she yeah. even gets to stand on my porch. <laughs> but I was like, oh, honey, no, she's busy. She has to go. Yeah, she's got to run. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. But oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about, um, so we talked about your feelings when you were um, first pregnant and stuff. What's it like sibling wise between your, ours babies and the girls? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think 
it's been, it's not a seamless transition by any stretch. Um, even though like we were in a good place when we brought a baby into this situation in terms of like co-parenting and, and the kids and me and the kids and their dad. Um, but it's tough because there's an age gap and the same way that as a new mom, like you're losing a lot of freedoms. Yeah. Your, your stepkids are losing a lot of freedoms too, like yeah. from their parents. And that was really hard for me to like accept and address. Um, and I actually, I wrote a blog post about this talking about how like one night I was breastfeeding Joey. He had been up all night and, um, the girls were like, can we go out to dinner? And Joe and I were exhausted. And so we were like, no, we're not going out to dinner tonight. And they kind of walked out of the room like, oh, we never go out to dinner anymore, you know? Uh, and it was the most insignificant thing, but that was all it took because oh, like yeah. that really pushed me over the edge. Like, look what I've done. I've totally flipped their life on its ass. And yeah, I hadn't yeah. really taken the time to address that. Yeah. Um, because I was so wrapped up when having a baby. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. Absolutely. It's like so much of my pregnancy was trying to push a conflict, high conflict bio mom away, but also bring my stepson closer because I wanted, I was so worried about losing that bond that we did have. And I knew that things would change, but I didn't know in what ways. And then once my daughter came, it was like, I didn't want there to be resentment and he goes from being a single or an only child to, at his mom's house to then having to share everything. And then it's like, even today, um, we, all of us were outside playing and my daughter, so there's this game, like I call it scoop ball, but like these little cup things and you just throw the ball back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my stepson and I play that. And my daughter likes to run after the ball and get the ball when one of us misses. And so then she'll go hand it to us. Yeah. And she was being super dramatic. And she didn't like that I caught the ball because she right. went, you know, big drama laying on the floor. I mean, it's like screaming and crying. Right. And so I'm coddling her. And then I just look over and I see, see my stepson with his hands on his hips. Like, oh, here we go again. Oh, like, right. I'm trying to play the game with you. And she's getting in the way. And I just felt my heart sink. And I was just like, oh, like, I'm trying to be a good mom to her. I'm trying yeah. to, you know, teach her how to share and do all these things. And then it's like, but I want him to have that. So for me, I don't know about you. It's like, I have to like, um, intentionally spend time with each kid. Yes. And give that one-on-one -on -one attention. Because if I didn't do that, it would never it would never happen. I feel like it's impossible with toddlers. And I don't know about you, but like, I feel I have a hard time not getting frustrated when the girls get frustrated with the little kids. Oh yeah. Cause I feel guilty. And I, yeah. I think it's like me projecting my guilt onto them, but I get really annoyed really quick when I hear them from the other room, like, Oh, Joe, you're, Oh, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, that's hard for me because I want, I want them to all get along, but then you know, in, even in first families, if you had that big of an oh, age yeah. gap, it would be just as hard to yeah. meld it all together. And so I have to remember that for one. Yeah. My husband reminds me of that all the time. He's like, this is very like normal sibling oh, shit. And I'm like, exactly. Oh, okay. Cause I'm taking it personally as the stepmom, and yeah. 
Yeah, that's tough. Sometimes you have to like step out of the stepmom box, especially once there are babies in the picture. Yeah. And just sort of understand that this is a normal family problem and then it doesn't feel so isolating and so frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, um, how is the relationship with the, with the siblings, especially with boys and girls and. Yeah, it's actually, it's when the boys were little babies, it was like still fun and new and exciting for them, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as they've gotten older and they want to spend their time together, because when they come here, they're seeing each other for the first time too. And now, you know, my older son is getting to the point where he, he wants to see them when they get here and he misses them when they're gone. Mm -hmm. And so when they come in the door and the first thing they do is go up to their room to like get on TikTok or whatever it is they do these days, (laughs) he's devastated. And so I've really started leveling with them, like treating them like I would talk to my friends and saying, look, I know it's super annoying to hang out with a three-year-old. It's -hmm. annoying for me too sometimes, Mm -hmm. but can you just play cars with him for 10 minutes and then I'll take him outside and you guys can go upstairs and do your thing, but he's missed you so much. Look, he made you this picture. And then I think if they know that I recognize that they don't want to do it, it almost like makes them feel like, oh, okay, we'll help her out. Sure. Um, so that's worked for me. I don't know. I mean, parenting across an age gap is, is tough. It, it's hard. Yeah. My stepson's nine and my daughter, she'll be three in September. Yeah. So you're in the same, a similar boat. Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, today was a transition day. Um, we typically get him Monday, Mondays, but with virus stuff, all of our shit's messed up, but yeah. Well, um, but. <laughs> yeah. we got him, we got him this morning and my daughter was so excited to see him. And so by a mom, like is there with him and I open up our front door and my daughter's like, brother, brother. And the bio mom's like trying to like not be awkward. And mm-hmm. my stepson, oh, it's, just- it's like, it like warmed my heart that he was receptive to her because she's been asking about him every day. And I'm yeah. just like, like, that's so hard for me to try and explain. And so she'll ask like, where is he? Where is he? And I'll say, oh, he's with his other mama. He's with his other mama. He has two mamas. Yeah, baby. He has two mamas. And so it's like her understanding of things is really weird. How do you explain it to your boys? So I think like he still doesn't know any different, but I'd be lying if I say it, if I said it doesn't keep me up sometimes at night thinking about like when he realizes that this isn't normal. Yeah. And like, and what he might face too, because there's a lot of judgment and that comes with being a stepmom, but also when you're the third wife and there's two bio moms involved and people find that out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have neighbors that I think still don't know that, that the girls have different moms because like, I just try not to bring it up in conversation. Um, yeah, it like a like a conversation stopper. Like, well, yeah, and it's like I don't <laughs> want to tell people that if I can't give them all the background, and it's not my place to give them all the background. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but I don't want them to think that I just dove in blindly as someone's third wife. Like, there's a lot of intricacies to our situation. Yeah, that I can't share. But anyway, so I I think for now I just tell him, you know, they're going. They went to their moms. They'll be back. I tell him what day they're going to be back and. He still doesn't really have a sense of time, but sure. yeah. Um, but it's sweet. I I mean, 
I, I like it. And now like if my husband FaceTimes them, you know, my son will get on and say hi and, mm-hmm. and that's heartwarming that they have yeah. that. But yeah. I think as they get older, it's going to get harder because I, when I was a teenager, I wanted nothing to do with my siblings or my family, you know? Sure. So I'm preparing myself for that <laughs> mentally. Yeah. Yeah, the relief I see in my stepson's face when I tell him, like, okay, bud, tomorrow you're going to your mom's. He's just like, oh, like, I feel like sometimes he's, sometimes he's uh, very vocal, like, very much communicates that he's sad about leaving our house. Other times on harder weeks, when my daughter has been a lot more boisterous and a lot more time consuming, he's like, oh, thank God. I don't Which blame him. I, I could go to my mom's house. For <laughs> yeah. Like I want to break too, dude. Like I get it. And sometimes I, I do make eye contact with him when she's being absolutely, when she's a riot. Like she's just, I like, she's just screaming on the floor. Like, and I'm a good, like, she's not crazy. Like this is just like life with a two or three year old. Trust me. I know. But I'll like, look at him and just look at him. Like, dude, I know. Like, He's on his level, right? I'm on his level. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, like he's not crazy. And I'm like, I know I'm tired. Like, let me grab my wine. (laughs) Oh my God. The other morning, uh, my older son is now in a bed, like a big boy bed. And the girls have been sleeping in the basement. That's like their new thing. When they come, they want to have like a sleepover in our basement. And, uh, so he woke up before my husband and I got out of bed and instead of coming into our room, went into his sister's room. Mm. Well, that's like a paradise for him because there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff he's not supposed to touch. <laughs> and he found their like Tupperware full of markers and he colored all over the sheets. Oh no. <laughs> of of beds. And I, ne- I never noticed. Then he came in said, good morning, got in bed. And then when the girls brought their bedding back up or their like sleeping bags back upstairs, I hear them upstairs like, oh my God. Oh no. Oh, and I just you're like, and like protective of him because you don't want to embarrassed. But yeah. then you're like, this is really shitty. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know your brother's a monster, but I'm going to try not to address that because I'm, you know. Yeah. But anyway, and then I think about, all right, so then they're, what? They're going to go back to their moms and say, like, you know, what a shit show it is over oh, there. Brother all over my bed. And I want to be like, yeah, well, he's three. <laughs> Right? Like, ugh, can we just talk about that for a second? Yeah. I feel like as a stepmom, when he is here, I constantly have this metacognition of like, what is he going to say to the other house when oh, yeah. the shit goes down? Like oh, yeah. when I feed him a meal and he's like, thank you. Like, I love this or whatever. In my head, I'm going, I want you to tell your mom <laughs> you <know? laughs> and that there were three food groups on the plate, <laughs> right? <laughs> which is, which is so hypocritical because it's like when he comes over and he wants to talk about his mom, it's like, mm, yeah, that's something that it's never going to end. And I, and I encourage that, like yeah. it's a part of his life and, you know, but at the same time, I'm just, yeah. So um, but that like constant in the back of my head going like, oh, does, is he comparing this? Yeah. You talk about like comparison to the other relationship, comparison to the other marriage or whatever. But mm-hmm. in my head, I'm mostly focused on the comparison to the other house. Oh, totally. either, he, either he voices it or 
it's I'm projecting it and I'm thinking that he's thinking something. Yeah. And I, listen, it's probably a combination of both depending on the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. We went through this phase where one of the girls would say when she was little, well, my mommy told me, I know because my mommy told me I, uh-huh. and everything was like, you're wrong. My mommy told me this, you're wrong. And like, it drove us both crazy. And now to this day, still like if, if my husband and I are alone and I say, what, you already knew that? He's like, yeah, my mommy told me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like an inside joke now. (laughs) It's totally an inside joke now, but Uh it really tore me up and made me like cringe and crawl in my skin sometimes. Yeah. Or like, yeah, the cooking, the dinners, the food. I mean, that's that's like one of the little things people don't think about when they talk about stepmom life. Right. Yeah. Something as simple as like what they eat for breakfast. Oh, yeah. On such an issue. And when you have a child of your own that doesn't leave the house to go to a different house and like all the, like it's, I, I didn't quite realize how often I did that until I had my daughter where I'm yeah. like, you know, I do something and I feel more confident in, in my decision. I feel like, like I don't have to, I mean, aside from my husband, but him and I are often on the same page and, you know, right. like we're talking about different things or whatever. Or we have a good enough relationship, obviously, that if there is an issue, we can talk about it. Totally. Um, but like, I, I do things for my daughter and I don't give it a second thought because I don't have that third party. Yeah. To, but like, I think that's tough though. Like that's a tough double standard. And I, for example, like this is silly, but I would give my, my boys some like BS dinner in a second. Like, oh, you want to eat Eggos for dinner? Go for it. You want to have like half an Easy Mac and some marshmallows? Whatever. Calories are calories. Yeah. But I would never do that for my stepdaughters. And then the other thing is like, I feel more free to say things to Mm -hmm. my bio kids than I do my stepkids. Mm -hmm. And it makes me uncomfortable sometimes because like as a parent, I remember even my mom sometimes would say like, oh, like stop annoying me, you know, or, and I can't say that. that. No. And that, I struggle with that. Like, yeah. And I, I definitely struggle with that too. And honestly, this, that exact thing that you just said allows me to see compassion for the bio mom. A hundred percent. Because Oftentimes as a stepmom, especially in my situation and other high conflict situations, you're looking at the mom going, how are they doing this? How is, how is it okay with them that they're feeding them this so that they're not doing this so that they're doing this so that they're letting them do, you know, all this stuff. And I say it's because they're their mom and they can do that. Right. As stepmoms, we feel like we have to put ourselves up on a higher standard because we're taking care of someone else's kid. Exactly. Yeah. And we feel more responsibility. Yeah. And and I hate, you know, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of stepmoms get called that and stuff like that, but yeah, it's like you are taking on more responsibility for a kid that you didn't create. Yeah. And you pay attention to different things. You're invested in different ways and, and whatever. But I, that right there is the thought process that I have when I am, when I am doing exactly what you just described of interacting with my daughter in a certain way, knowing fully well that I wouldn't interact with my stepson that way. Mm-hmm. And it only causes tension when my husband steps in and he's yeah. like, um, 
I see you doing let, letting her get away with this or her like you're responding with her in this certain way, but you wouldn't do that with him. And then I'm like, oh, shit. An explosion. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. I, that's like one thing sometimes that we, we get tension about. If, if I let one of the boys do something or, you know, we're arguing about, should we let them do X, Y, Z? And then my husband will say, well, you'll see, you know, like you'll let him do that when he's eight, you know, you'll let you, mm-hmm. if I don't let the girls do something or whatever. Yeah. And that drives me bananas. Cause I'm like, maybe I will, maybe I won't, but <laughs> right yeah. now this is the moment I'm in, you know? Yeah. I, um, I've, I recently had a conversation with my husband because our son has been wanting to cuddle with us at mm-hmm. night because that's what his mom does in your bed in not in our bed in his bed when we're like putting you know we read him a book and then it's like okay it lights out but he wants one of us me uh, wants yeah. me to stay and cuddle and he only wants me and for me as a stepmom and him being nine and just my own comfort level and like boundaries and stuff i'm just like telling my husband, like, I don't feel comfortable with this. Like, I, I feel like that is something special that he shares with his mom. Yeah. And that that is why he's wanting me to do it. And I feel very honored in, a, in that he wants me to do that, but I don't feel comfortable. And if he does want someone to cuddle with, it needs to be you. And my husband was like, well, I don't think at nine years old, he needs to be cuddling with anyone. I think he should just be going to bed. Like he's just trying to prolong going to bed. He's just trying to play us. He's just trying to manipulate the situation. He should just, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh God. And I had to explain to him. I was like, if our daughter is nine and wants to cuddle, I'm going to cuddle her. I'm going to cuddle her, yeah. (laughs) Trust me, I totally know what you're saying. I I am 33 years old and I still want to cuddle with my mom. (laughs) Like... I, it's just like, I, I was really stuck with that scenario because I'm like, this is when I have to pull the biology card and be like, I don't feel comfortable with that. But with my own daughter, yeah, I would. And I told, I told my husband, I was like, are you going to deny our daughter, our nine-year-old daughter cuddles when, you know, when she wants them. And that's when the gender thing came up with him where he's like, well, boy and a girl are different. And I'm like, yeah, but their emotional needs are the same. Like, (laughs) oh, geez. Yeah. Those things are coming down the road, I'm sure. But maybe we'll just forget everything by then. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like comparing and, and then with different genders, like it gets, it gets tricky. It's not like step parenting. Yeah. It is not ready for teenage girl years mm-hmm. and I'm trying slowly to prepare him I really am <laughs> and I was like a relatively good teenager if I do say so myself uh-huh. but I was still a monster uh-huh. and he is just he does not know what's coming down the road so um are the bio moms are they remarried no oh okay so when they go back to their moms the moms aren't remarried and they're only children so that, you know, that makes the transitions difficult wow. sometimes. Yeah. Um, and the sharing thing's a big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good question that I have. So um, 
transitions. So you go from having two kiddos and um, then to four. Mm -hmm. Are there certain things that you do specifically for transition days, um, either them coming or them going? Um, we'll start with coming. Um, I, I would say, you know, I plan out a little more carefully our time in terms of like, okay, I would love for everyone to sit down for dinner together. Does that happen every night? Hell no. But if I can make it happen once while they're here, I feel like I'm accomplished. Mm -hmm. Are they eating plain pasta and chicken nuggets? Probably, but we're all sitting at the same table. So that's one thing I do. Like I try to plan out what we're going to have for dinner. Um, I try to make sure that I don't have any work to do at night or anything so that I can make sure that the boys are covered because mm -hmm. it's important to me that the girls get to spend time with their dad sure. when they're here. Mm -hmm. and there's a time and a place for all of us to spend time together, but they come here to be with their dad. And also they deserve to have him without the interruption of toddlers all the time. Sure. So Cause they are very interfering. <laughs> yeah, of course. Very. Um, and luckily they go to bed at a reasonable hour and with quarantine, I mean, shit, the kids are staying up to like 11 o'clock at night. So we're getting plenty of alone time with the girls. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, beyond that, I think I'm just so used to it. And especially with the way our custody schedule is, is it's not consistent. Like the amount of time, the percentage of time is consistent, but for anyone in law enforcement who has a husband or a wife in law enforcement, it's all over the place. So like some Tuesdays we have them, some weekends we have them, some weekends we have them Saturday, but not Sunday, you know? So I think the inconsistency of that has helped me in the transitions, believe mm -hmm. it or not. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not like hyped up about sure. everything. But we definitely have to keep track more carefully. And so thank God for iPhones because we couldn't do it without that. Yeah. Um, so do you use like, do you communicate with bio mom through? A no. So, so my husband creates a schedule every month. So he gets his work schedule and then he creates two different schedules and emails them to the bio moms. <laughs> oh. And then once everyone's agreed, it's like a big panel. And shit, I mean, you don't think about it, but there's a lot of stuff that pops up like, Hey, it's grandma's birthday. Hey, you know, it's, she's going to go on vacation this week with a friend or it's summer camp, whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to sort out, but anyway, so then he'll put it in our iCloud calendar. So it pops up on my phone. So if I go look at tomorrow, like the girls are coming tomorrow, I go look at my phone. It has their names in the calendar. Mm -hmm. So then I know, uh, which is helpful for when I'm scheduling things or, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. And when they go, when they leave our house, um, <clears throat> it's, it's tricky. I have one, one bio mom who's like very regimented about clothes, mm -hmm. um, like down to socks and underwear, which whatever, I get it. Um, it took me a little while to like get on board, sure. but I'm very, I tried to like pack up everything, um, to make it a little easier on myself. We now have an agreement, like dirty or clean, doesn't matter. Just send it mm -hmm. back. Uh, and that's thanks to my husband. I have to thank him for that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I make sure everything's packed up for them and, and then they're kind of on their way. I mean, they're getting to the point where it's kind of part of the deal. You know, they yeah. know the deal. They know the drill. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's harder, I think on this end, once they're gone, because, sure. you know, my boys playmates are gone and yeah. 
Yeah. My daughter is so excited right now. Like she has her friend back and it's hard. Like, um, a friend of mine who have actually, we've had on the podcast before. Um, she, a part of her decision to have a second ours baby was that like, I want my child to have, you know, a sibling that's a hundred percent theirs and that doesn't have to leave every, you know, all the time. And that like, and that's come up in conversation with my husband and I, when we've talked about, um, having another, and I'm like, that to me right now is like the biggest reason why I would, but it's not quite yet a reason that I would <laughs> like, that's yeah. not going to be the reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will, it, it drives me a little crazy sometimes. Like when people say, um, Oh, you're going to have another kid. You already have three, you know, when I was when I got pregnant with um, my little one and I think Joey was like six or seven months old when I got pregnant with my little one. Mm -hmm. So um, everyone was giving me all this shit like, Oh, you have so many kids. And I want to be like, okay, yes, but I have one child that I'm in control of one child that, you know, I can help plan his wedding with no conflict. I can be at his graduation and not have any anxiety about who's around or You know, and so, yeah. And my husband, my husband gets that now, I think. So like, yes, I love my stepkids like my own. It is different love, 100%. um, But I could see myself, you know, like having more kids. Yeah, it sounds crazy because then we'll have like a bajillion kids, (laughs) a bajillion different moms. We have a whole litter. (laughs) (laughs) The conference table keeps getting bigger and bigger. Oh yeah. No, I think, but it is, I mean, it's nice to know that when your stepkids leave, then the house won't be empty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's like, I take the most pride in that when I watch my boys, cause they are just starting to get to that point where they can play together without trying to kill each other. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been, it's been good. It's mm-hmm. been- so I'm going to start, I, I, we're going to start leading towards the end, but I still want to really talk about, um, your relationship with your husband and what you feel has really helped you, how he supported you. Um, tell me a little bit about your communication and, and how this is all working for you. Cause I imagine that there's been a lot of conversations and a lot of learning curves and yeah. all of that. hundred percent. Um, so I give my husband a ton of credit and I always bring it back to our very first date. Um, he owned it, you know, I mean, a lot of guys I think would have misled me or not brought it up for a few dates, but literally like halfway through dinner, not even he had admitted all, not admitted, but you know, shared with me all of it. Yeah. I have two kids and they both have different moms and here you go. This is it. And I respected that a lot because it armed me with the power to make the decision of like, okay, see you later or okay. I'm willing to give this a shot. And that was great. My husband did the same thing. Yeah. I think that, and it wasn't even really like a date, but it was like, is this a date kind of thing? And he laid it all all, and we still refer to it like as our non-date date where it was like, I laid everything out. You knew what you're like, not, you knew what you were getting into, but like, he didn't, he just presented himself like heart on the table 
Yeah. This is and who I, really, I am. It's attractive. It hooked me, man. I <laughs> I'm like, shit, how am I going to call my parents and tell them I'm dating a guy with two ex-wives uh, and two kids? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, That's so- a whole other episode talking about I know, about yeah. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> the best part, and this is a little bit of a segue, but the best part about our first date was we're sitting there. He tells me this. And I'm like, oh, so are your exes remarried? And he's like, well- one of them's sitting right over there, so why don't you ask her? Oh my gosh, she was there? At the same restaurant. Oh my god! still, to this day, haven't addressed it, haven't discussed it with her, haven't- Did no- they make, like, eye contact? Like, did they- uh, Yeah. Oh. I, was, I had my back to her. So when he got up to, like, go pee, I, I was burning up. Sweating? <laughs> yeah, I was sweating. I was disgusting. I was, like, out in the middle of the restaurant. But anyway, so oh my god, how weird. Beyond that, um communication super key and also what I love about him is he gives me control of little things mm. which might seem stupid, but in this position as a stepmom, you have very little control of a lot. Yeah. So anything, like I'm literally like grasping at like <laughs> chicken or pork tonight, you know, like <laughs> Because it makes me feel like I have a little bit of control over my life. Absolutely. That's a and huge he, thing. Yeah, he understands that. So that's really good. Um, yeah. And then like, you know, making your relationship a priority. In the beginning, I think, you know, we would never go out on a date if the girls were here. Mm. And then it got to the point where because of the way the custody schedule is, when he's off, they're here. And so we had to have a tough conversation like, look, this is what it would be like in a first family. You know, your parents go out, you have a babysitter and, um, we don't do it all the time, but if we're in need of a date night, like we make that a priority. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So you like actually have to like schedule it in or it will never happen. Yeah. Schedule it. Um, and we stay up way too late because that's like our only time together. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Oh, I'm just, I've accepted that my constant state of sleep deprivation. Yeah. Um, but that's our time to like watch stupid Netflix shows and, and that's how we connect with each other. I think yep. um, yeah. the one like piece of advice I have about the relationship part is to not let things build up. Mm-hmm. Um, like all of the little like stepmom stepmom resentments are little pieces of popcorn and eventually like the lid blows off the pot. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think it's hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's possible, but it makes it a lot harder to get to the root of the problem if so many things have built up. Right. Yep. So I've had to get a lot more comfortable speaking my mind about little things. Um, and then yeah. making sure he understands I'm not, I'm not looking for him to fix it, you know? Oh, huge. Yeah. Especially yeah. with men. <laughs> yeah. They just want to fix it. They want to make it all okay. And I, that's really sweet and endearing, but sometimes I just need you to listen and say like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. It sucks to be you right now, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one reason I'm so happy that I've found other stepmoms to communicate with, mm-hmm. uh, they yeah, that's yeah. a good segue. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So, how did we meet on Instagram? Um, well, you are a blogger now. So, how about you talk a little bit? <laughs> yeah. How about you talk a little bit about your platform and um, what you want to do with it? 
Yeah, sure. So I, I've been wanting to do this for a little while. Um, it's a side hustle, you know, I, it's not really a hustle because I don't make money doing it, but it's, it's, it's a hobby. Not yet. Um, I work full time. So I, I, I don't know. I just wanted like, I wanted to connect with other stepmoms. I don't have a lot of stepmom friends and it's hard to seek out stepmom friends. It's hard enough to seek out mom friends in general. Right. It's a right. thing. Yeah. Hey, are you dealing with second wife stuff yeah. too? Or hey, how many bio moms do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see one and raise you too. <laughs> um, no, but I think, uh, so that was like one thing I wanted was to find a way to connect with stepmoms, but also it's therapeutic. Like when I was younger, I used to write in a journal all the time and I don't, I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I do have to hold back a little just for the sake of, you know, you're not- putting it out to the universe and yeah. Yeah. And, um, people don't always get it when you're talking about a blended family because every single blended family is different. I don't care how many bio moms, how many stepkids, how long you've been married. Every single situation is different and no one will ever fully understand your family. And that's, that's, I think what I struggle with because in motherhood, it's like, yeah, there's tons of books and there's tons of ideas and theories and stuff, but motherhood right now is just coming to a point in modern day where it's accepted to complain or it's accepted to struggle and to, you know, like have difficulty and to do all the stuff. Stepmotherhood is a whole other issue that we're trying to fight for and be like, yeah, we're like motherhood, but different. And like in a lot of ways, harder and more complicated and yeah but yeah it's everyone has their own opinion yeah Mm -hmm. so anyway so that's my goal is to really connect with other people which I've done and in a short amount of time I mean I think I started doing this a month ago a little more than a month ago Mm -hmm. um really seriously anyway and I love getting Instagram messages and people contacting me through my website like wow I really needed to read this today or mm-hmm. gosh it's so nice to know that you're going through the same thing like that's really fulfilling for me yeah, absolutely. Um, and I sell wine for a living so like I don't have a really fulfilling I mean <laughs> I fulfill a lot of people's dreams but yeah you do you but this is like a way for me to fill that because I'm a, I'm a helper. I like to, I like to help people. Um, and I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I don't, I'm not a lawyer, but I can tell you what it's like in the trenches, you know? Yeah. And then you can relate to that. Great. So, yeah. So how can people find you? So I'm on Instagram, um, at Turks and kiddos, T U R C S. Um, and then I have a website also, which is turksandkiddos.com. Um, and on there, I just really have blog posts. I share some recipes every week. I do my Amazon top five. Ooh. I'm obsessed with Amazon and finding yeah. like weird <laughs> stuff that nobody knows about. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, feel free to find me, reach out and it's been awesome talking to you. Yeah. It's been great talking to you. I'm glad we have now crossed the line into Instagram to person face friends yeah via yeah. zoom <laughs> yeah via zoom um so listeners i will put all of 
the information uh, in the episode notes for Nina. Um, and you can go find her and follow her on Instagram. Um, yeah. So as always, thank you for listening and stay radical. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast, or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you, and you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.